5: We have a lot of snake lore already. Turns There's a this lot of it. snakes
1: in the show. <laughs> I say that two dudes, two dudes firing handguns <laughs> randomly at each other at a snake. That is my America. It is, the is most, I didn't say it was good. It is but the most dying shit I've
5: ever heard in real life.
6: <laughs> <laughs> two dying men being like, "I got a solution." I'm like, "That's 2022, baby." It's also the like dad b is arguably the stupider actor here because dad a is fucked up from the beginning and is just sort of spiraling off the bad decisions dad b has sensibly showed up to help what the fuck man they both go back for seconds can you imagine what kind of raw
1: uncontrolled idiot behavior the american pioneers displayed in the face of wildlife god somebody who probably got bitten by a bear and the bear was like I'm sure, the human got the point, and they're probably, <laughs>
6: yeah, come out! Yeah! <laughs> oh, now man. mad! God, I hope snakes can talk to each other. This snake tells the story every day.
3: Y'all aren't gonna believe this shit. <laughs> and that's, that's
6: how I lost my. As the snake is
3: making a stub puppet for its little snake children with the end of its tail, and that's how I lost my rattle.
5: <laughs> that's how dirt eating wind blow. I would assume rattlesnakes think of their tails as like restrictor plates, like you know, and like, oh, now I'm even, <laughs> I'm even more dangerous now.
3: <laughs> Safety's off. Oh, they, sh- they,
5: they shouldn't have let me go outside without my tails. <laughs> Stealth mode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
5: got I got I gotta lay here and say the word rattle <laughs> <laughs> Rattle Rattle <laughs>
1: Shutdown cast you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. Today, today is a special day. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined as always by Holly Anderson, Jason Kirk, and Ryan Nanny, and our producer Michael Server. We are going to get right into it. This is a dad disasters episode, and to set the tone, to give you a template. For the kind of paternal madness we want to describe, share, and celebrate today. Ryan, Annie, start us off with a a parenting disaster.
6: Um, Well, this is uh, not just a college football podcast, but the internet's only college football podcast. And so it seems only appropriate that uh, we regale our listeners with the tale of Jeff Bowden. Yeah. State offensive coordinator Um, for those who if you are relatively new to college football or if you are a listener of a certain youthfulness, you may not be aware that for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years, Florida State was just an unstoppable machine, just year in, year out, ungodly good. Uh, We're talking a 14-year streak of winning double-digit games, which was very impressive because most of these seasons, they only played 11 games in the regular season. So it's like consistently in, I would say, the top five in the conversation for playing for the national championship. In the first nine years that they were in the ACC, Florida State only lost two conference games, which is fucking bonkers. Um can a lot I, of I think, yes, by the way, I think
1: I think I could remember.
3: What two they them.
6: were? Go for it. Yeah, I think it I was, don't they know. Lost,
1: no, I think they lost one game to NC State One, one was game the NC State One was the NC State game
3: for one sure. Was, yeah, yeah.
1: One, one was, was
5: Virginia. Virginia,
1: so
3: there yeah.
2: we go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, like I don't remember anything, but I remember those because they only lost twice.
6: Yeah. Um also because they were hilarious. They were funny. The offensive coordinator for a lot of this successful uh, streak was one Mark Richt who turned his success into the Georgia job, which he took at the end of the 2000 season. Um, In his time as offensive coordinator, FSU always averaged at least 30 points a game. These are dumb stats, but sorry, this is old time. There's only dumb stats from this time. Uh, And frequently they were averaging like 36, 40 uh, points per game. They were just, just ungodly. But in Mark Rick's last game at Florida State, Spencer, do you know this one? What was what was the last game where he was the play caller for the Knolls?
1: The last game where Mark Rick was the play caller was the 1999 national or yeah 1999 national championship game against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where, I was at this game. Yes, where uh, in an upset, Oklahoma limited the explosive Florida State offense to how many points? Dos. <laughs> Dos. Limited them to. Uh, Points off a of safety, which is yeah, where we get the, the
6: classic uh, soccer chant, Dos a Trece. Um, mm-hmm. See, si. so the, I think the football gods knew what was coming here because this, this is, is actually
3: where why we, they call soccer football.
1: Yeah,
2: was <laughs> <in other laughs> that game.
6: This is where enters Jeff Bowden. Um, interestingly, you know, obviously Bobby Bowden has sons all over the game, but his other boys didn't spend a lot of time at Florida State. They would like come in and maybe do a grad year or like a year as a position coach. But Terry and Tommy mostly had their success built other places, not Jeff. Jeff has spent a lot of time under Daddy or Brothers wings. And so he steps into what is at the time one of the greatest offensive machines in college football what happens year one they go eight and four with two acc losses in that year alone they lose to unranked unc 41 to 9 where they have 224 yards of offense they lose to florida 37 to 13 where they average 3.4 yards per play and that loss drops florida state out of the top 25 for the first time since 1989 but It's one year, maybe it's just a blip, maybe we're still getting used to things. Nope, 2002, loses NC State 17-7 with 177 yards of offense. 2003, in a 26-10 loss to his brother Tommy and Clemson, Florida State has 11 rushing yards on 17 attempts and doesn't score a touchdown until there's two minutes left in the game. Also and lest
3: forget, yeah. this is not the Clemson that you know. This is bitch no. mentality Eric yes, Clemson. Yes, Tommy yes. Bowden was not great.
6: This is, this is, we have Clemson at home, Clemson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Tom, Tommy Bowden pioneered, for those of us in the early aughts internet era, the, uh, the, sad, the sad field goal. The field goal, for, or the punt from field goal range. Mm-hmm.
1: Tommy Bowden is the reason I love bright eyes.
3: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I forgot. Sometimes I forget we had a Clemson fan on the call because you're so nice and normal. Also, um,
5: also note we have um, multiple overlapping Bowdens here.
6: Yes, correct. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. This is also from 2003. This is Chris Rex's stat line from an Orange Bowl loss. The game, not the stadium. To Miami six of 19 for 96 yards one touchdown and one pick the very next year they open the season against Miami again in South Florida again how many yards of offense 165 2.6 yards per play the only FSU touchdown was a fumble return and they lost 16 10 in 2004 Florida State will play five games where they don't crack twenty points, including the twenty thirteen loss to Florida at home, which ruined what, Spencer?
1: Um that ruined did they have a home winning streak? No. At that point?
6: This was the night where they were dedicating the field daddy. Oh my god. Yeah. And they lost That's why to, it's Ron Zook that's why it's Ron Zook Field. They lost to Ron Zook's Florida team. 20 to
1: 13 a 2000- fired it a fired yes. rod zook
6: correct yeah correct correct um this is we have now covered the first four years of jeff bowden he's not done in 2005 <laughs> they managed to beat miami in the opener 10 to 7 despite only gaining 170 yards of offense and nine first downs in november of 2005 florida state plays three games they score 36 points total And they go 0-3 against NC State, Clemson, and Florida, only one of whom is ranked at the time. That brings us to the thing you all know and love, the home shutout against Wake Forest. The first time Florida State has been shut out in Bobby Bounds to that point, 31 years, all because of his idiot son. We know that it's a shutout, but I I went into the box score to look at exactly what happened here in the play-by-play. Here are again... Because that's all we do on this program. True facts. One drive in the first half went into Wake Forest territory. And by the half, they were down 20-0. to zero. For the rest of the game, Florida State never got past the Wake 46. This is the team passing line. 9 of 28 for 141 yards and 4 picks. This is the team rushing line. 26 yards on 23 attempts. And they didn't convert a third down until the fourth quarter. So all because Bobby Bowden loved Jeff so goddamn much. Florida State goes from absolute offense powerhouse to, in his last three seasons, Jeff Bowden has dragged them down to 25.2, 28.9, and 26.5 points per game in his final three seasons. Now, you may be saying, hey, there's lots of nepotism in college football. Jeff Bowden is not the only uh, unqualified doofus who got a job because his daddy was so and so. That's the thing, though. He's qualified as shit. Mm-hmm. In a, in a he's manner, he's just bad. He is. Bad. Yeah, bad, he was qualified, qualified to
5: be hired.
6: That's that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, he's certainly he certainly lasted long, but you might be saying like, you know, why aren't we? Why are we focusing on Florida State? Is this just the full cast? kowtowing to its new Miami overlords and the answer is yes absolutely this is a present to them I'm throwing up the you right now I'm throwing up the you right now the thing that I love about Jeffy's uh
3: long and winding tenure is that it has an it follows quality to it as well because don't forget after bobby was retired this is apocryphal but i have it on good authority that on at least one of terry's subsequent head coaching stops where jeffy followed him as offensive coordinator he followed him at the direct behest of bobby and that oh, all God. he would do in these games or in in these stops is just like I heard this from so many people that I feel like it can't be anything but true that he never did anything but play Xbox. Yes. <laughs> and, um. I can't, I, I can't hate on that. I can't, but that, that's like the <laughs> ultimate, the ultimate little brothering to be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to just sit on your ass and play call of duty. Um,
6: ostensibly with recruits, but sometimes not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, and Quan Bolden was on some of these Florida state teams. Yeah, you had Anquan like, fucking Bolden. An you're only putting in up 50 so, points. Do you know damn. how you
3: you keep Anquan Bolden as an offensive coordinator from getting the ball? That's that's a kind of talent.
6: My favorite but, part about the Wake Forest shutout is that Jeff Jeff resigned at a few days after it. Bobby I, still kids, didn't. This want is him not the
3: Wake you know now. This is no. not the dominant Wake Forest of that's of funny. our of our current <laughs> age. Mm -hmm. Or whatever you're listening to. It's still so weird. When
6: perpetual top five wake is still a thing, certainly. But yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: Although prove to me Sam Hartman was not the quarterback.
6: Can't Can't do it. Fair
1: with hard knocks. It's just
5: been ten different versions of that guy. Yep. Yeah.
6: Riley Skinner Mm -hmm. just keeps molting and changing his skinning. Same guy. Skinning. (laughs) Skinning.
5: skinning. (laughs) Thank you. Also, it was only now that I realized this podcast has two Florida fans, a Clemson fan, and is funded by Miami fans. (laughs) 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 If you thought we talked about the Knolls before.
3: (laughs) And I I guess Jason and I are included because we just love crimes. So.
5: Uh, I mean, I I was an AC, a fan of a rival ACC team in the 1990s, so yeah. <laughs> I'll get in on this.
3: I mean, J- Jason, as the Sandman, you fit naturally into this collective.
5: Yeah, that voice always makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, fuck, what's it supposed to sound like? Because I, I value also consistency. Our-
6: our chief channeler of panhandle country music, which I think is important to the Florida State experience. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the, f-
5: the fight song. I'm sure <laughs> they, have a, they, they have a they have a non- non-racist fight song about Daisy Dukes. I'm sure of it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's our Who's our resident smoker? That automatically makes you closer. Actually, I just remember
5: State. my first girlfriend dumped me because um, one of the reasons was she didn't think I had a viable career path, whereas her mm-hmm. goal was to go to Florida State to become a meteorologist. <laughs> So, so there's 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 a version of my life story where I'm too stupid for Florida State, and I've, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll show you Florida State. <laughs> what grade was this? This was senior year.
3: Oh, okay.
5: It, he yeah, bonafide. It, it, it wasn't like fifth grade or anything, and she's like, okay, you know, okay. Got her, <laughs> got her heart. No, headed. so okay, <laughs> so
3: this was a nearly grown woman who, okay,
5: okay. Man, senior year. Senior yeah, it, year is it worked out. She's an tough. oil, she's an oil exec now. So. Worked out. Oh, for sure. her. Oh, okay.
6: Yeah. I bet she has a lot of different thoughts about weather patterns. As it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> actually,
2: actually, actually,
5: actually, weather is fake. There's never been weather. Yeah. It's uh, Earth's getting colder. Yeah. You have to go back to the ice age, really, because there's been yeah. a lot of them. There's another one any day now. Fracking
1: is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's true.
3: There's a reason is just...
6: it's a permissible cuss. Fracking's just like when you help a baby fart. That's all it oh, is. F- Aw, yeah.
1: oh, frack. <laughs> the nutrients in oil and gas make all of those babies in Louisiana super huge and good at football. <laughs> nutrients. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah, oil is moisture. Have,
6: have you seen the documentary Hulk? Angley's Hulk?
1: Mm-hmm. Same thing. Exact same thing. You're welcome.
6: Now that's a dad disaster right there. The, the Incredible Hulk is a dad disaster.
5: He really is. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, com- comic books are littered with dad disasters. Yeah,
6: that's true.
1: It's true. There's always there's always a bad dad somewhere somewhere a, in the Marvel universe. A dad universe, getting there's...
5: killed, a dad's planet yeah. blowing up, da- mm. like Thanos is a dad disaster. Like, yeah, endless.
3: Dad disasters. Thomas Wayne. <laughs>
5: actually that, uh, that guy should have kept his head on a swivel for mm-hmm, one thing yeah, mm-hmm, yeah yeah
3: look alive. it's called look alive for a reason you know who's not looking alive you and martha yeah scoreboard
2: wow yeah see this,
1: if the detroit self-defense guy had been the urban defense guy had been in the batman universe over he would have simply grabbed the wrist taken the gun out turned it around we'd never have batman
3: i think this brings up an important point though as soon as we returned the show the first thing we wanted to do was do one of our beloved disaster episodes and we asked you guys to submit via a number of mediums uh we have our twitter account at shutdown fullcast without the t at the end as a mnemonic device you may remember <laughs> that we don't talk about tennessee football on this show uh or that we all have low testosterone especially me you may email us at shutdownfulcast at gmail.com or you may call us at 704 Soul Cast. Hail to Ra the Sun God. That's 704 S-O-L-C-A-S-T. Thomas Wayne brings up a good point of disastrous dads. We probably should have given you this tip ahead of time, but we've said it before. Let's say it again in this new era. The funniest dad disasters, we promise you, are the shortest ones. Always. Or the ones that can be boiled down to one sentence or less. Uh, we probably should have mentioned this before... Well, we called for disasters because a lot of you are new, but again, uh, um, most of these, most of these are going to be shorter and the shorter ones are always funnier or can be boiled down to, here's a couple phrases from my notes, dad hero pontoon keys or RIP grain solo mailbox.
6: It also helps if you have a, um, like a, Punchy opening. If you're like, Dad mm-hmm. had a perfectly good bundle of sparklers. It's like I'm in. Oh boy, yeah. Let's see what we have. Where we, this have goes.
3: One, we have one coming up where a guy gives his dad H1N1, and that's not the disaster. It just right. sets the stage right. for everything else that comes after. Also, by the way, it's not a disaster if you're just being a shitty person. Yeah. Uh, that one dude from where was he from? That one Nebraska dude who wrote in who was like, "Hey, my wife thinks it's a disaster that I got home before she did and couldn't remember if the babysitter said that the baby had eaten or pooped or not," and I just want to, and I we're kind of listening and he's like, "I just want to let everybody know in case they're thinking about getting married that that's coming down the pike," and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> you, you you certainly sound yeah. like a dad disaster in the making." Um, hey,
5: this is this is this is square one marital counseling. Some people mm-hmm. need it.
3: Mm -hmm. boy! Um, last thing two more notes uh, before we get into this thank you to everyone who called to inform us that they wore their Garth hierarchy of need shirts to the Garth Brooks tour (laughs) that is happening right now I think Mm -hmm. it just went through Birmingham we have multiple voicemails about that we appreciate all of you Uh, last thing I know we all have broken business brain guys you don't have to email us to tell us that you texted us a story or you don't have to tweet at us to tell us that you left a voicemail we're not moms. It's, I like. It's all right. No, we,
6: see, I like it because it's. It is. How I, I like promise moms. we got the email. Yeah,
1: it's very maternal, which I appreciate. Just, just like, text sweet. me when you get the email.
5: Just my, wanted to cer- circle back and touch base mm-hmm. on that text mm-hmm. I sent you yeah, about my gives, dad shitting himself. It gives himself. me
6: circling back flinches. <laughs> <laughs> my, mom, my mom. texts me to let me know that she Venmos me, and I'm like, they're on the same. I what? What yeah. are you doing? Well. Yeah
3: awesome yeah anyway so those are those are just some pro tips for inclusion um if you can boil your story down to a sentence that's probably the funniest part uh there will be a couple of exceptions in here but they are uh they are notable hey man let's roll
1: let's go let's go oh
3: shit time out podcast business
1: oh we do a little bit of it podcast business podcast business what's that business podcast business the dead business we're watching Dad's Fail.
6: That's what the that, that theme of the episode today. That's what we're doing. Okay. Oh, God. Woo. <laughs> he just gets there every time. Wears. Every time. Every time. More, cleaner. There's, there's cleaner. more of it every mm-hmm. time. Just Bigger the, the, than before.
5: Off the top of the dome Bigger every time. Bigger than
6: before. That's
1: right. Yep. Yeah. Bang. I want to go ahead and uh, say that uh, Podcast Business is where we promote, where you can find and support all of the work that everybody here does. Um, Explaining the plot. I, it, listen, very important for those who might be listening for the first time. Uh, Holly and I run a newsletter called Channel 6. Channel 6 is has a solemn promise that is two things a week for $10 a month. Um, it is wonderful. We have, among other things coming up, a science contribution about... Uh, Butts. I mean, you tweeted boxing. about it.
3: Let's go ahead and tell people what you're researching.
1: Yeah, I'm researching um, how I'm researching the physics of knocking someone out by punching them in the ass. That's what I'm doing right now. So for money. If this you is co- where your
3: money is going. If
1: you want to contribute to this valuable research as well as eventually receive our in season emails about college football and everything else we write about, that is correct. Channel six, $10 a month uh, for two things a week. And
3: Di- working in the less corporeal. Uh, we also have Jason Kirk.
5: Yeah, I uh, my thing to promote this time around is um, just my pinned tweet. I, uh, I have written a novel that is sort of the start of a fictional universe kind of thing. The first one up is a YA coming of age thing. Um, then there's like thrillers and horrors and sci-fi type stuff that I would like to get to. I am seeking a literary agent. Uh, I tweeted about it and, uh, you know, likes and replies and that kind of stuff pretty helpful in terms of like um showing that people are interested in spreading the word and so forth this is probably the only time i will bug you the podcast reader about this until any of this is available for purchase so uh yeah just take a look at my pin tweet and i would greatly appreciate it
3: <laughs> i've read the book <laughs> sorry it's good it is good i'm just good. Ca- I'm, I'm just capitalizing on being first i never get to be first
5: i have uh i also want to like yeah I have sent it around to a few people and greatly appreciate those who read it. And um, there were a lot, a lot more people that I wanted to read it. So if you're hearing this and you think, why wasn't it sent to me? Just know that I wanted to. But for various reasons, there are many factors. The algorithms did it. Certain things have happened. <laughs> a number of things have taken A number place. of
3: things have happened. It's a good book, though. Can't wait for y'all to read it. Buy it, everyone. Buy it. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thank you all. Ryan, you got anything?
6: uh pre-owned it's where we have merch haven't put anything new up in a while might put some new yes stuff i am up. working on a genghis khan horse girl shirt uh yeah stuff like that um might put new stuff up uh don't have covid anymore and <laughs> I, I this is not podcast business but i recently learned that there's an, uh, a u.s olympics hall of fame and i just want to say that i think that's unnecessary what the fuck like
5: are there are there like gold medalists who didn't make the cut?
6: I think so. Like wow. Michael Phelps is just going into it this this year or something. What? And I'm mostly just like I don't think we need this.
5: Like we already have a wiki list of gold medal winners. Right. That, like that the, yeah, like that... it's
6: the Olympics sort of does all this work for like what is this committee <laughs> talking about? Mm-hmm.
5: Are there like bronze medalists who are who are like popular and nice and they get in or something?
6: The only person I can think of who's sort of um, fits this. Uh, fits this is the figure skate Um, Michelle Kwan. No.
5: The, is uh, it we should the, have a museum.
6: Who did, who did Tanya Harding attack? Uh, uh,
3: Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy, Nancy,
5: Nancy Kerrigan
6: is the one person where I'm like, yeah, maybe that.
5: <laughs> what about yeah, the, could have like a
6: Nancy
3: Kerrigan and Michelle Kwan museum because they both got silver, right? That would be fine. Sure.
5: I would like to see admitted the um, rich person who scammed her way into the snowboarding event. Yes, for like Dominica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this means what, like, Alonzo Mourning and um, Carmelo Anthony and, you know, just like lots of really good basketball players who weren't necessarily like the greatest basketball player in the Olympics Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, we can go ahead and put them in. I think we should pitchfork it and downgrade people historically, go back to a gold and be like, eh. Eh. Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. Come on.
5: The the, you know? the gold, price of gold has fluctuated over time. So
3: You know, we could really get American tourists flowing back to museums Uh, and whatnot, if every one of them had some kind of built different function, Mm -hmm. where in front of every exhibit, you could, like, push a button and record for history why that wouldn't have happened to you. (laughs) It just says, like, respect to, you know, respect to Nancy Kerrigan, but, and you hit the button and record. Mm -hmm.
6: But unlike Batman's (laughs) parents, she survived. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry, the Hindenburg? I would have jumped free. Just would have jumped clear. I, I simply, I simply if would have you, tuck, tucked and rolled.
6: If you jump right as it explodes, it will push you away. That's what I said. Thank you. Yeah.
5: And then instead so, of hey. instead of oh god the humanity, oh god the human who has escaped the <laughs> yeah. catastrophe.
3: Hey, uh, speaking from speaking of explosions, uh, Jason, would you like to tell us about this Myrtle Beach story we've got from Josh?
5: Uh, let's see here. Let me track it down real quick.
3: Sorry, I hit Control-F explosion on the dock and it popped up like five stories. <laughs> okay. So two well different Myrtle Beach explosions.
5: We're so loaded today. Uh, this story comes to us from Josh, as noted. Uh, my dad took us to my grandparents' trailer outside Myrtle Beach for vacation. See, that's a hot start, folks. It said Myrtle Beach. <laughs> the trailer had been unoccupied for a couple years, and my father thought, I must spend my vacation improving this land. He mowed and cut and whatnot until he got to an old boat and quickly determined it must be destroyed. Got it. Good. <laughs> he poured gas all over it, but a bunch of gas fumes built up in the cabin because I guess he may have used too much gas. The concussive blast from the boat knocked the satellite dish off the trailer.
2: The <laughs> There's the ex- sentence. <laughs>
5: the family exited to find my father, looking rather put out, stomping on various fires that had started in the yard and already minimizing his involvement in the explosion. <laughs> blaming, uh, let's see, I think it's blaming the shape of the cabin is probably where dad logic goes. It, it didn't have good airflow.
3: So this listen, is. This, I'm picturing this is, that silly meme where it holds up both hands, just like listen.
1: Listen. There's a PR. There's a PR saying here. If you're not spinning, you're standing still. Okay. That's, That's right. That you got to start. You got to start. Get that,
5: get that mouth moving for better. Post through it. Post through it, Dad. Mm-hmm.
6: This is a theme we'll come back to on this episode. A particular Dad disaster is when you set out to burn or explode something, and then you get <laughs> mad because you burned or exploded it too much. <laughs>
5: you did your job too well. Like
6: it's. It's very rarely is it. Oh. Something was accidentally set on fire, or something accidentally mm. blew up that was not intended to blow up. The it's
3: it's fire did not obey my will. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I <am> not,
6: <laughs> yes.
4: I am not
3: the <laughs> elementalist I thought myself Dang it! <laughs> I take it off
1: the leash and it just
3: does all
6: this. Yes, I can't take it, 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 it nowhere. Like it is, the fire is an ornery pet, right? Like it's a nephew that won't listen. So fire, fire, get back fire, here! Sit fire down. Go, fire just can't listen. Fire, get <laughs> off, off the, the roof! Off that swing set. <laughs> get off the roof, fire!
3: Go on, get. <laughs> uh, I have another Myrtle Beach disaster. Wow. Uh, this is Matt from 803. Who um, also some of you guys, uh, some of you may hear your voicemails read on the show because your connection was bad or you talk boring. Uh, <laughs> Matt talked. Vi- Matt from 803 talked very well, but his connection was kind of fuzzy, so we're going to read this one aloud. Uh, so my family was on vacation in Myrtle Beach. We were coming back from I don't know mini golf or something. Going back to the condo. Here's the sentence. My dad was driving and getting increasingly upset that no one else was ordering a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) He decided (laughs) he He decided he was going to order them. So dad's hangry. And decided he was going, and this apparently is fairly recent because, and I, I, I know that this is recent because the next sentence, dad decided he was going to order pizzas himself via Domino's app while driving.
5: What, just like fucking meet me somewhere and throw it as I pass?
6: <laughs> uh-huh. Yes.
1: Like just leave it somewhere
5: <sighs> I, will, I will pick it up like it's a power up.
6: I'll I'll race you there. I'll race the delivery. I'll dri- I'll drive
5: I'll drive over it and receive a boost.
3: <laughs> pizza time. Well, speaking of driving over things <laughs> and receiving boosts. Uh, Dad hit a curb. Of pizza. Uh, not like Dad hit a curb. It wasn't like a slanted curb. It was like a four lane highway, three, four, six inch median curb Mm -hmm. uh, at about a 30 degree angle, which launched the car up a notable amount and completely blew out the tire. When we did finally come to a stop, we noticed that the rim wasn't shattered somehow, but we did need to change the tire. And while my dad was changing the tire, I made a comment along the lines of being surprised we only blew a tire and it wasn't worse that we didn't get shot across four lanes of traffic and into another vehicle, to which my dad replied, well, I'm a good
6: driver. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I willed the car to behave. Stop it! He said, he said, get, and it, and it got, uh, can I, can I read a a different car one? Mm -hmm. Oh, please do. All right. This is from, uh, our friend Hector. My dad used to have this beat up 1993 Nissan Maxima that he would swear still worked. It drove fine, (laughs) but the problem was that it worked if you opened the hood and hotwired it. Sometimes it started (laughs) like a normal car should, but the success rate was 50, 50, It was our emergency car and the first car I got to drive. Those things are very different. (laughs) (laughs) So I got really good at messing with car batteries dad claimed he didn't fix this problem intentionally so no one would steal the car again we're talking about a 1993 <laughs> nissan maxima i, I rigged it
5: as a i wrecked it as a fucking trap
2: so, so
5: the so the so the collectors of this ancient maxima
6: <laughs> i also like that we're talking what? about car thieves (laughs) who are so stumped when the car won't start that they wouldn't possibly hotwire.
2: (laughs) We're
5: we're from the honorary guild of car thieves who do not hardwire. Uh, uh,
1: What kind of bullshit Indiana Jones did Temple like?
5: (laughs) We we
6: only only
5: steal keys, not cars.
6: So so here's the twist. Anyway, one day he parked the car in the driveway near the front gate and tried turning the ignition. It didn't (laughs) turn on. So he opened the hood to start it up the dad way. And he might have mm. accidentally left the car in drive with a dead battery because as soon as he jumped it, the car the car started moving without him in it. The car kept going until it pinned him to the gate. My dad hit himself with his own car. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> ghost, ghost, admitted oh. ghost riding. Dad invented ghost riding. Which I just... Like, do you file an insurance claim at that
5: point? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, just so, just to spread the word of how awesome you are. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 I, call, I up, know we you call up Allstate like, hey, you want to hear some crazy shit. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Got I mean, hit by a ghost. The dad myself. disaster that I
3: was thinking about from my own life when we were talking about this, M- many of them have been mentioned already on the show, but I have, a no- I have another non-moving car disaster from my father. This is one of my favorites. The... The boys club in the town where I grew up sells Christmas trees and uh, my dad volunteered to work the Christmas tree lot. So we were there picking out a tree one year. I had driven my 1989 uh, Jeep Cherokee, you know, the, the the steel box on wheels and uh, we had hoisted the tree up onto the roof and uh, my father had insisted that he was uh, not going to use the proffered twine. Because he had brought a series of cords from home that he wanted good to cords. test out, the good mm-hmm. cords, right, right, right. He has very, he has, he has very specific opinion. This is maybe his most dad like thing is is a long, long series of opinions about bungee cords. So he gets the tree attached to the car without, because he didn't want to like, you know, he didn't want to waste twine. And the the joke that he made was, this was "I'm going to save a plastic tree." And he repeated this all day, and. By the time he gets the tree secured, we realize that he has tied all the door handles shut. Yep. Yep. And I am like 16 at that point, and I just dive in through the front window lickety-split. My dad is like, eh, like, I don't actually know how tall my dad is, like 6'2", 6'4", some of them. Yeah. So, dad is trying to fold himself in through the passenger window of a Jeep Cherokee. Somebody at the boys club has a Polaroid camera and a plaque with a photograph of him trying to fold himself in through the window. uh, Mysteriously appeared on the wall of the boys club uh, sometime after new year's. Thank you, dad.
6: I feel like your dad, like all dads also can only bend into different right angles like there is no sort <laughs> yeah. of like flexibility it's just sort of like using a very old Lego piece where it's just like it can go flat or it can go it can be a T that's it
5: all all dads are Tetris pieces
6: <laughs> yes
5: mm-hmm. yep
1: not the helpful ones either
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I <laughs> no, have I have uh, I'm gonna start light I'm gonna stretch a little bit but this is a good one it's from Robert. <sighs> Dad and uncle got into a fight over who would drive home after getting drunk at a Gamecocks game. My dad got his ass beat so bad, my uncle rubbed his face in the pavement (laughs) in the street in Columbia in September.
3: Oh, no. (laughs) That's a trip to the burn ward.
6: (laughs) Go, Cox. And And then they had to drive home. You gotta, you gotta put some had- hardys.
5: <laughs> put some hardies on that real quick. <laughs> Swelling go down.
1: You just put a big Buford right over just, that. It'll just, just soak up just all that hurt. Rub
5: a big Buford across there.
6: Is it worse if this happened at a night game or a noon game?
5: Noon. Oh, noon. noon. noon? Pavement's hotter. Okay. No. <laughs> night game first of all you're so drunk that you might fall asleep halfway right. through the maneuver sure. mm-hmm. right. and secondly it's down to like you know only like 89 degrees outside
2: Right. right.
1: <laughs> also what makes this a classic South Carolina and dad story it's two grown men who have already gotten drunk <laughs> now <laughs> arguing over why the other got drunk right?
6: right? I thought you were
2: driving
5: yeah they're arguing about who has had the worst ideas all day long
6: <laughs> we should have mm-hmm. beat Mississippi State you shut up <laughs>
1: I know, and I also know that at one point they were both two drinks in, and they thought, "Well, he'll stop because I <laughs> ain't."
3: <laughs> at what point did their eyes meet over the edge of the cup?
1: <laughs> I think that's his third. I think, I think
3: that's his like. Third. Oh, did they He's, lock eyes and chug at any point? This is all. Oh yeah, no. It's like
5: a. Hey, Cooper, let's do a drinking game. Every time we run for exactly three yards, finish your drink. <laughs>
3: Your hey, own. Sir- oh, it's second and ten. Time to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. Hey, Cerber, we've got a voicemail from nine seven three that also encompasses um disagreeing over whether one is injured.
5: Oh yeah, well, the let, Mighty let's, Ducks. Let's, let's hear what they have to so say. So the,
3: the the relevant sentence in here, in case you were wondering, is so my dad had recently watched D two the Mighty Ducks. Mm. How could that lead to harm?
7: Hey, so um, when we were kids, we went to play soccer with my dad and my brother. And uh, I was in goal and asked my dad to shoot as hard as he possibly could at me. And so he went to do that. But at the very last second, my seven-year-old brother jumped in front of it. (laughs) And there was an audible crack. And he collapsed crying holding his arm. So we go home and my mom wanted to take him to the hospital, but my dad had just recently watched um, D2, The Mighty Duck and in it, there was a scene where Coach Bombay has Adam Banks rotate a hockey stick to test if his arm is still broken. So my brother winces through it and does it, and my dad says conclusively, like, well, his arm is not broken, so we're not going to the hospital. Um, a week goes by, and we're out at dinner, and my brother still cannot pick up, like, a drink. So he couldn't lift up a cup of Coke. And so my mom has it, and she's like, "Okay, right, we're going to the hospital. They, they go to the hospital, and the doctor, before even seeing the x-ray, says, oh, yeah, that's broken. And um, <laughs> my mom's furious. But my dad pivots to the offensive and says that, well, the week let the swelling go down, so he didn't need to get a temporary cast, so he could immediately get a hard cast. <laughs> All part of that. Um, Smart. But Smart. he Wait. did feel bad, so he got my brother a new hockey stick um, as sort of like a condolences thing. Um, for it. Possibly important note, but my dad is an MD. <laughs> so so a doctor <laughs> took
6: medical advice from a fictional <laughs> hockey coach who is uh-huh. only there because he got a dui i want to be yes. clear that that's what we're yes. talking about okay cool, yeah. cool. cool
1: yeah to be clear one time i was introduced to a guy who finished toward the bottom of his med school and they said well he's still a doctor thus that's why we call him dr stupid and the guy who is known as Dr. Stupid, who, yes, is an Auburn fan from South Alabama, said, yeah, man, that's me. I'm Dr. Stupid.
3: <laughs> Listen, my, my former father-in-law is a family physician and... Uh, I think I've actually mentioned before on the show about how when I burned all the skin off my leg at Thanksgiving, he thought I didn't need to go to the hospital, and that's how I ended up missing the kick six. Um, but he, he told me something that I've never forgotten, which is that there are dumbasses in every workplace. Like, it, it's a, a hospital is a workplace like any other. There are dumb shits at NASA. There are dumb shits at the hospital. There are dumb shits at the funeral home. You know, like, having having this job doesn't make you smart. Dude, you could be smart just... and have this job. <laughs> Do do, do dad
6: doctors maybe just avoid, like, hospital trips because they're like, oh, that's my work. I don't want to go. Oh, it sucks. I
3: don't want to go to work today. Ryan,
6: ask your your dad.
3: I would actually be very curious about this.
5: I can't take the – I'm not going back to the office. You're fine. (laughs) You're
3: fine.
6: You're fine. fine. Shut up. Why do we have to go to my
3: work?
5: They're going to make me do a surgery (laughs) on my kid. um i th- so She's i asked injuries i i asked around for uh for one of my own to confess and the the story we tell most often is um my daughter went to the elementary school that's like three minutes away for a time um and so my gimmick was i uh, instead of driving to pick her up i would just walk to pick her up and carry her home on my shoulders it was cute it was fun it was this wasn't was, uh this was pre-k um and uh there is one day where she was real quiet and as we were walking home, I was like, boy, it smells bad out here today. Uh, usually we walk past a Burger King and it has this very deceptively good smoked meat smell. But it's, it's a lie. Don't fall for it. Um, but I, I wasn't smelling the smoked meat. It, in fact, it was smelling like a, like the inside of a Burger King. And eventually got her home. And she was still real quiet um, and sat her down and just sort of said, did you, did you poop your pants at school, you know? just just said it more gently than that. And the story came out that she'd pooped her pants like hours ago in lunch. So, so I carried her home in the, uh, you know, 95 degree heat as she sat on my shoulders with jeans full of like four hour old poop. (laughs) So, so yeah, that was that day. Um, then I like clocked back into writing sports blogs after we cleaned off her butt. So, uh, that was mine. (laughs) And, uh, can I read one as well?
3: Is this the one about the you,
5: airport?
1: You have my favorite one.
5: <laughs> this is, I'm going to read my favorite one. There there, there are many favorites, but this is my personal favorite. It comes from Charlie. Charlie in eastern Iowa. All right. In November 2002, my dad, then a police detective, purchased a whole 130-pound lamb from a farmer.
6: Whole. Can I, can I pause real quick? <laughs> yes. This, just, listener, this one gets rough. Like, yeah, con- you, uh, content, is this content, a content warning. On this warning? One. This is absolutely okay. a content. Mostly because, like, if you have like sensitive children who listen to this podcast, have, who, like, ever done one of those?
5: Con- content have warning. You re- ha- ve- ve- How, vegeta- have you, have <laughs> you, vegetarians,
3: please leave the room.
6: No, I haven't read this. Haven't okay, read this you'll one. understand why. Please go ahead, Jason. No, I'm I'm the not 100- doubting
3: you. I'm just marveling because I don't yeah. think we've ever done a content yeah, warning.
6: Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna go places. Please, sorry. Okay.
3: One hundred and thirty pound lamb, whole,
5: alive. Ah. Da- oh, boy. <laughs> da- Dad's a pretty good cook, and he had plans for this thing. Dad dropped the sheep as humanely as possible with a well-placed bullet between behind the ear and put the entire thing into a very large plastic tote in the back of his pickup. He then started the 90-minute drive home. 30 minutes later, he looks in the rearview mirror and sees the top of the tote fly off. He begins to slow down. He sees the sheep stand up in the tote. Panic washes over him. He breaks hard and the half-contained sheep slides up against the cab. He pulls over and runs around to the back of the pickup just as the sheep, crazed and covered in blood, is about to jump out. It's broad-ass daylight. Without thinking, he punches the sheep in the forehead, the sturdiest, least-yielding part on the whole animal, and breaks a bone in his hand. (laughs) The sheep... Doesn't budge, and instead sneezes a large quantity of bloody foam all over Dad's glasses, head, and torso. He is now covered in blood and can't see. So, and uh, honestly, the rest of this is the upsetting stuff so far is great and awesome. And honestly, I feel fine cutting it right there because it gets... I don't know, man. It gets insane. Oh, God.
3: She- I don't want to yeah. read. I just, re- I just it, read the it, rest of it. I yeah, don't want to read the rest of it. I told the, you. The, I told the,
5: you. The, the, punch, the punch is the full cast part, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everything is, after that is, is absolute horror. The,
6: the sheep oh, is eventually God. dispatched, and you're better off not hearing how.
5: <laughs> yeah, so Dad is standing on the side of a busy four-lane highway, covered in blood. Cars are swerving. People are looking. No authorities called.
6: <laughs> There's uh,
1: some no country. And that's old,
5: the that type shit of shit that goes down in Eastern <laughs> Iowa.
6: Punching a zombie sheep. It.
5: It. it I, I read it and I thought of the Liam Neeson's film where he punches wolves. Uh-huh. This is the. This is even better. Punching I sheep.
1: The, I. I just thought of the Pine Barrens. Right. Like I heard that sheep was an interior decorator <laughs> in Serbia. Yeah, but his house looked
0: like shit. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah.
3: I I'm <laughs> I'm shaken. Oh and that and that's like it, it,
5: there's a whole there's a whole film after that that yeah. is horrifying. Just I don't even know,
6: man. Was this right. here? <laughs> <laughs> this is from Matt. A lot of them are from Matt, spoiler. Oh, that's because uh, if
3: they didn't leave their name I just put their name was Matt. Oh,
6: I put in the names from the emails and it's just a lot of fucking Matt's. Like, oh,
3: okay, this is on the voicemail. If you didn't leave your name, your name is Matt, Matt. as usual. Okay, because um, odds right. are,
6: my divorced parents scheduled our separate family trips to visit grandparents back to back one summer. Dad was going to take us to Nevada. Mom was going to take us to California. After driving the three of us kids and stepmom out to Nevada in his six-seater SUV dad decides without telling anybody ahead of time so that we can plan for it that he can get us extra vacation time by just driving us straight down to California while my mom flies out and then we'll all fly home back with mom after her side of the vacation. So two days before the children and the mother are scheduled to fly from Detroit to California he calls his ex-wife, to schedule a time to drop us off after the flight. But here is where the problem shows up. Airlines have what this what this Matt says is a crazy policy, but I would say is actually one of the less crazy airline policies mm-hmm. that if you have a round-trip flight and you don't show up for the first part, they cancel your return flight. So now... Dad has less than 48 hours to get from Lake Tahoe to Detroit in order to make a flight that will then go back to California. 36 <laughs> and a half hours consecutu- consecutively oh, in the car God. later, <laughs> the five of us arrive at Mom's house a solid six hours before we are scheduled to fly back across the country.
1: <laughs> that's You know what? The most dad thing about it, six hours before the flight. Six
3: hours yep, before
6: that's the flight. That's my, my favorite airport chicken rowboat. It's it, it the <laughs> other dad part of, thing about it is that like I think at some point you would say like okay well what if I just cancel that flight and just buy the kids one way tickets can we do that like right. we know the we know the seats mm-hmm. are there just cancel them and swap them nope we're going to drive in an SUV for 36 hours <laughs> because I will not be bested by these shameless airline rules meant to trick good and honorable dads of my status
1: that's what people do to flee countries, right? They drive, they drive a day and a half. Yeah, with five yeah. people in the car. Yeah,
6: I assume I, like the maddest of all of these people had to have been the stepmom, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: one
6: hundred percent.
3: I have another automotive disaster, Serber, Can we pull up four seven nine uh, Christina's mom's car?
4: Hi, this is Christina from Arkansas, and I have a dad disaster. Um, so my mother's car looks alarmingly like the cars that state troopers drive. Um, and one day she went out to get in her car, and the front of it um, was all kind of fucked up. It looked like it had been hit with something, or it was sort of crunched up and dented, and um, and she, you know, had there was no note. She calls the police. The police come, and they tell her um, that her car um, looks like their cars, and that it is possible. It looked that the car looks like it had been hit with a golf club or a bat, and that it was possible that she had that her car had been vandalized by people who thought it was like an undercover police car. Um, she still believes that that happened. Um, But really, my dad backed into her in the parking lot of their apartment complex and just never told her. Um, And he has let her believe that she was the victim of an anti-police hate crime um, (laughs) simply because he did not want to tell her that he backed into the car. Um, She still believes this, does not know. We have been instructed that we must take this to our graves. I would call that a dad disaster. Love the show. Bye. Thanks, Christina.
6: This is this isn't exactly stolen valor, but it's somewhere in that <laughs> ballpark. <laughs> um.
1: I love that. I love that. By the way, that's setting up Antifa to be blamed for an entire series of like <laughs> mm-hmm. errors by fathers, mm-hmm. right? Or by anyone, right? Like, oh yeah, Antifa blew the mortgage at the Golden Nugget. Yeah, that's who did
6: that. Gosh, who who did eat all the ice cream sandwiches? Probably Antifa.
1: It's probably George,
5: yeah. George Soros <laughs> who forgot to take out the garbage can. <laughs> it was the fucking Illuminati who didn't huh. close the, the bathroom door. Barack Hussein <laughs> Obama. I got you a
6: nice birthday gift, Susan. Antifa must have replaced it with this crap. <laughs>
5: I um, um I just looked it up. A thirty-six-hour drive would take you from Atlanta to Seattle.
6: God,
3: <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! Good night.
3: <laughs> hey, I found the body horror one I was looking up for a minute ago. It's uh, not
6: Dad a, a and Dad B. No, no, I'll look that is, one next.
3: This is this is uh, no name given. This guy's from Long Island. Uh, this was in the voicemail line. Uh, Dad grew up on the fifties. Uh, you're about to hear a familiar phrase on the podcast. Uh, dad grew up in the 50s on Long Island in New York and back then it was apparently really easy to get your hands on explosives. So a story ensues where a, a tree falls that is blocking the path of a tire swing and this guy's dad as a child decides to blow up the offending tree and takes off the entirety of his own hand. Mm. All right so we're gonna God. pick back up we're gonna that's not the disaster. This is the wow. preface. yeah, we're okay. gonna pick back up. Uh, The bomb blew up while he was holding it, completely taking off his left hand. I've never known my father to have two hands, and this would be sad if it weren't for the fact that this is probably his single favorite story. (laughs) The scar that remains looks like a U, and when I was a little kid, when he flexed, the muscle in his left arm would come up like a smile on the U. <laughs> he used to put googly eyes and lipstick on it and turn his stub into a sock puppet and do shows for me and my friends. So I think that is what makes it funny and not just sad. Hopefully oh, wow. you agree. Thank yeah. you, Long
6: Island. Yeah. Thank you, Matt, from Long Island. You I, seen I, this guy's freaking stump? I, I will say...
5: It does voices. It's crazy.
6: It's <laughs> so, crazy. So the call for this episode was just dad disasters. That's it. And yep. we've obviously done lots of other disasters, some of which sort of overlap here. There's some Thanksgiving in here. There's some There's a
3: lot of here. lawn care in here. There's yeah. a lot of
6: lawn care, yeah. But this by far, compared to every other submission call we've had, had the most like drastic injury rate <laughs> yeah. not even close
2: yeah. like yeah, the number
6: close. of uh, the number of serious injuries that resulted people are like he's blind in that eye now or he lost those fingers like yeah just- wildlife disasters
3: did not have this many no yeah. no it was like, like when we de-
5: if we do like uncle disasters, it's like broken ankle dad disaster right. is like beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's fine. He's hey, good. um,
3: speaking of beheading, let's go back to Dad A and Dad B. Okay, so
1: oh, Dad God. A and Dad B, before we start, I want to say that this story contains, honestly, the most terrible judgment.
3: <laughs>
6: by or, so, volume. By so volume one?
1: of any story we've ever told on this podcast involving death.
6: There is one thing that I didn't put in the description here, which I should have. The person who sent the story in is like a volunteer EMT, and that's why he is involved in the story and but it's not like an ambulance just driving around making ambulance calls. This is like a rural situation. Which would be situation. funny. Yes. Yeah. This is just like a, a more rural situation where like people are just like, yep, I'm the EMT for the town. So, But
3: this makes it better because yeah. this happened to this dude at work.
1: Yes. Correct. I've, I've yeah. never... at, un- at
6: unpaid work. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, at unpaid work. And I have never seen a collective incompetence score like I have seen in this story.
3: No, it's extraordinary.
1: Local Dad A was taking the boys down to the creek for a swim when they came across the gigantic timber rattler sunning on the asphalt. Dad A, being half-lit and not a snake wrangler, decided it'd be a good idea to teach the boys how to handle a venomous snake. Start right there, I we have music start, for this. Start right there. Decided how to handle a venomous snake. Yeah. Building. Building. He pulled the large tree limb off the side of the road and used it to pin the snake to the ground. He then picked the fucking snake up, this is all caps, and let his kids pet it.
3: (laughs) This is the first paragraph. Without incident.
1: Without incident to this point.
3: Dad's the whole dad's, dad's
6: dominion over nature.
5: So far, <laughs> so far, so far this story is just Pentecostal.
6: Fire, yes. cars, snakes! Dad controls all. The at, four food groups.
1: At this point, we're just Australian. Right? Yeah. He's just yeah. picked up a venomous snake and he has displayed his mastery over said venomous snake. This is
6: this is how a passion play plays out in Australia. Actually. This is
1: where it gets real, I'm just gonna guess Arkansas.
6: Jesus picks up the fed snake.
1: Dad's hands lost grip on the snake's head <laughs> and the snake was able to turn its head and strike him on the hand. Dad dropped the snake and put the boys in the bed of the truck to keep them safe, I guess. Sure. We're just <laughs> I like that that we're actually questioning the design here at this point for the first time. <laughs> Not, oh, I decided to like show the kids how to handle a snake when I was half drunk. Continuing. Does dad drive himself to the hospital or call for help? Yes. Fuck no. Absolutely okay. not. He gets the comically oversized monkey wrench out of his truck <laughs> to bash the <laughs> snake's head in. I'm, go, I'm gonna go womp that yeah. snake's That's ass. That's why it's
5: called a monkey yeah. wrench. It's, it's for wild it's wildlife. Like, it's like uh, paper, rock, scissors. Snake, dad, monkey wrench. <laughs>
1: In his drunken and envenomated state, <laughs> he damn. approaches the snake and swings the huge wrench like a club. He misses. <laughs> <laughs> the snake strikes him again on the way. His his accuracy, like the snake the... is just taunting
6: at this <laughs> point. I, I, like uh-huh.
5: like like it said on screen, it said forty percent chance of contact. He said, yes. "Press attack."
6: Yes. This is this Fail. is playing out. This is playing out exactly like a turn-based combat game where you are way over your head. You need Failure. To you gotta go grind some more, Dad.
5: Minus, minus 20% envenomated. <laughs>
6: this is be every time I play Fallout. Every time. Hey, Daryl, fetch the mana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we continue with this outtake from Elden Ring, Arkansas. Elder, Dad. Elder Ring. Dad now realizes he's Dad realizes he's now officially fucked up And calls 911 Mind you, not so the first So he had the ability
3: pat- to call 911 Right, mm-hmm. not
1: the first rattlesnake bite But the second one, he's like, ah, he's got me
6: Fool me Fair once Bite <laughs> me once
1: Alright, you bastard
5: <laughs> Okay,
3: so You're not biting me a third time <laughs> Ry- Ryan, the back end of that phrase Is fool me twice, let's see what happens <laughs> We're halfway through the story.
1: <laughs> in the ten minutes between me getting the call, because remember this guy's a volunteer paramedic, uh, and arriving on scene, local dad B pulls up. Oh no! Sees local dad A in distress and gets out to, and this is the word he uses, help. Mm. <laughs> dad B has a hoe in the back seat of his car <laughs> because why wouldn't he? He gets the
5: hoe okay, out.
3: Okay, that is the best snake killing implement in the, yeah. in wait, the wait, common household arsenal.
1: It's the best choice. It's the best choice of weapon. Dad B loves snakes. And he wants to move the Dead pistol- has
6: joined your party.
1: It sounds like he's joined the snake party is the
5: problem. I yeah. say. The snake didn't need backup, but it hasn't <laughs> never. Snake is achieving its
3: final form
1: without sustaining any damage. <laughs> I mean, thank goodness he didn't call the cops because the cops would have been like, hold on a second, the hold on. The cops would
3: have shot him.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> cops would have been like, the snake's got some point. The, co-
3: the cops right. shoot
5: him and plant a snake on him.
6: Right. Yeah. So da- dad, B, dad B produces a hoe. I should say in the original uh, submission, these men were identified by their cars and this dad was listed as Oldsmobile dad, if that helps.
1: Thank you. It was an Oldsmobile in the hoe with, with a hoe in the back. <laughs> This ne- that Dad B loves snakes and he wants to move the very pissed off rattler uh, off the road into the woods. The snake was every inch of six feet long. If you've ever seen a rattlesnake, that is a huge goddamn rattlesnake. Oh my god! This is
3: either Arkansas or Alabama. Yes,
1: yeah. This is a, that's a that's a beast of a rattlesnake. We might
5: have gone full Missouri.
3: Ooh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Dad> <laughs> Yeah, B. the
3: ultimate meal.
1: Yeah. Dad B starts trying to move him, but the snake ain't having it. The snake launches at the bare leg and flip-flop foot of Dad B. <laughs> <laughs> you
6: gotta equip him. your items. You can't just go into battle <laughs> equipping flip-flops. The snake Come turned on. on its own ally. Come but on. I, ha- I had my good snake-fired
3: flip-flops on. <laughs> I thought we were friends. But I love
6: snakes. (laughs) This is the dad that loves snakes. I'm
5: showing the snake how much I trust it.
6: I got eight hit hit points. It'll be fine. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Damage taken. Oh, dang it. I was wearing my suit of armor up top.
5: I forgot. I exposed myself by wearing my cargs. this is uh, this is how like every woman's armor works in like a fighting game where it's like oh her boobs were covered but she got punched in the stomach (laughs) nobody saw that coming
1: exposed midriff was a bad idea for armor (laughs) um and strikes him just above the ankle causing him to panic and start wildly swinging the hoe he hits the back end of the snake, removing several inches on its tail.
3: Hit! Intensi- <laughs> Intensify. <laughs> Critical hit! Well, so, no, 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 no. All you've done now is remove the snake's warning system. Yes, that's intensi- right.
1: <laughs> intensifying the primal reptilian rage. The snake launches again this time, striking him on the tip of his middle finger. Oh, so you God. can't even you shoot at aim, the bird at Now he can't even tell the bird he hates it. <laughs> Dad B now realizes he too is fucked up big time. (laughs) Dad C. (laughs) I got this. We gotta get Charizard Dad in here. In perfect harmony, both dads go to the glove box of their vehicles oh, no. and arm themselves with handguns <laughs> for the
3: final
5: battle. <laughs> and they
1: stand... What is Are the they,
3: they st- doing at this time? I
5: assume they're standing on opposite sides of the snake facing each other.
6: <laughs> they look well, at each... Listen, man, I didn't save my game before this. We really gotta get this done.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to get the bad ending. <laughs> oh, I hear, I hear you unlock. I, I hear you unlock a
5: really a really ugly hat.
3: You know, when they say video games promote uh, deviant behavior, I don't actually think they're talking about um, uh, mass shootings. I think they're talking about this shit. Yeah. It's,
1: they're bad for dads. Dads
3: just yep. can't handle it. Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> Rattlesnake venom works fast. <laughs>
3: That should have been the opening line
2: of the
1: story. And within a few minutes, most people experienced severe pain and swelling, along with nausea, vomiting, and trouble breathing. Both dads were there. Fortunately, they're armed, y'all. Dizzy and lethargic, they slid down the front ends of their vehicles and began firing poorly aimed shots in the general direction of the snake and each other. There we go. (laughs) Screw you, Dad P! I had this! I'm it's taking all, both honor. of you motherfuckers down with me. <laughs> you, you'll probably bite me too. <sighs> <laughs> both of you about six feet. <laughs> the I spent this all day being bitten by six Stand foot up things. and fight me at your proper height. <laughs> can I remind you that there's still four kids in the bed of a truck watching this shit. They're just watching two adults who are staggering <laughs> no, around doing. with huge swollen limbs and hands and no, legs. No, it's school, school we call wobbly. this
3: project-based learning. I, I can't think of a better introduction to what actual adult is.
6: This is like watching, watching this somebody shit. This is like watching somebody bust on a hand of blackjack and demand more cards. 23. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) More.
1: These kids are all anarchists. They're like, yeah, institutions will save us.
2: (laughs) No (sighs) gods, no masters. No (laughs) gods, no masters. No dads.
1: (laughs) No dads.
3: dads. (laughs) Two dads, no masters.
1: We made it to the ER where nurses were waiting to get them treated. The four kids were still in the bed of my of the truck, seemingly unfazed by the ordeal. Oh, they've seen this before. I unloaded them into the waiting room and left them in the care of the ER security guard. Probably the most responsible adult in this story besides you, sir. Kids, luckily, well,
6: what happened? Dad, dad ran into Jerry again.
1: Luckily, <laughs> both dads survived with no lasting issues, and their kids learned a valuable lesson about not messing with snakes. Did it. As far as I know, Mm. the snake also survived.
6: Hell yeah! (laughs) They say it's still out
1: there to this day, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) seeking dads it may devour.
6: (laughs) That that snake is legally the dad of all those kids now. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a good provider.
6: He will protect you better than the dads did. (laughs) You know what? You know what won't pick up a snake for you to hug? (laughs) Another snake. (laughs)
1: And that snake grew up to be stone cold. Server, that snake did grow up to be stone cold. One hundred percent. That's that snake, by the way, if you catch it red dead make a pair of boots on it, you can fly. The snake is the biggest <laughs> badass in the universe. Perfect pelt. <laughs> this is the most perfect pelt. God damn. Oh, yeah. All right, I need a I need a break.
3: Whew. Here, I'll I'll take a break. Uh the actual story here that Joe from Illinois told that's a little bit of, of a weird one. Um, is the actual story here involves Joe's dad getting free tickets to Six Flags thanks to his dad's windbreaker cord catching on a fence post at the Six Flags in Gurney, Illinois and the little plastic thingy on the end of his windbreaker cord rebounded and hit him in the eye. But twice throughout the telling of this voicemail story I thought the first one was a mistake, but he used it twice. You know that thing where you, you mean one word, but you, you think a word has another meaning, and so you keep using it? Mm-hmm. So in in relaying the story of their journey through the back end of Six Flags, Joe from Illinois repeatedly uses the word hospice in place of what I'm guessing is hospitality, introducing into the universe the concept of the Six Flags hospice. <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought that deserves some recognition, even though the story itself is fairly
6: benign. Somewhere Dan Snyder was like, yeah, we can make that work. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> That's a business plan right there, baby. Johnny Rockets will do the catering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll sell our mattresses there. We have to sing to these? Yes, you have to sing. It's Johnny Rockets.
3: Hey, listen, what is it? Six Flags Great Adventure? What is the greatest adventure of all but the journey beyond the veil? <laughs>
1: we Uh, had to build it we had to correct it from the older hospice which was confederate themed which (laughs) no no uh, they're keeping the
3: confederate themed hospice they're just gonna bury everybody in it
1: yeah i'm sorry the states rights hospice yes
5: there have been a number of uh roller coaster fatalities at six flags as i believe we've covered on one or another episode of this podcast before yeah Yeah, more like
3: six flags under georgia Six,
5: six, six feet under Georgia. There, there we go. It, six Flags so is coming. This, <laughs> this could be a relevant uh, alternate business model for for Six Flags.
3: Um, anyway, thank you to Joe from Illinois for repeatedly saying hospice during this voicemail. <laughs>
6: That's uh, all. I, I would like to offer one that is a visual, because, of course, visual medium. Um, this This was not the primary story that Chris sent in, but I think it is the better one. My dad attempted to cut the tops off of his air monarchs to make them into beach <laughs> shoes. To
3: and make now, them into
6: what? Beach shoes. <laughs> and now, <laughs> I am going to put into our chat, and we can, I guess, I guess we'll just tweet it out?
1: Yeah,
6: let's yeah. just tweet the, yeah. uh, tweet the photos. Is... Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait. Let's see, That should be uh, openable for all of you. Yeah, hang on.
2: Yeah,
1: hold on a so
2: second. Exciting. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
5: they're they're even more amazing than I expected. It's literally it's literally just just, just the toes.
6: Yes, it's just, just, like, the a, can, it just like a toe flap. like It's like a peep toe monarch.
5: <laughs> it looks like it looks like a car without a hood.
6: You can it, see. It, it, you it's can like still looking, see the air monarchs. I yes. feel like
5: I can see Pete Carroll's toes right now. <laughs>
6: Uh, these were these were clearly done with just average scissors. Just, In no way was, was anything. <laughs> yeah, I just knew uh, that this is a disaster. I, <laughs> I also I also like that the stated purpose of these is. Yeah, I want to wear these somewhere with sand. I want to wear yeah, these yeah. in the sand. This is
1: just creating a sand entry system.
6: What if I could have shoes that always had sand in them? Do you mean sandals? Creating, no, no, no. Much sweatier than a sandal. Like a beach. Yeah. detritus intake system. But,
1: <laughs> but with all the stink of a sneaker. So yeah. what, you what, basically if, what, what if I could wear a, a child's beach odor.
6: scoop on my feet? Donald. What if a child's beach scoop could be shoes?
5: Also, uh cons- <laughs> Concerning, concerning the nasal factors of this shoe, there are no socks involved.
6: No, no because I they're beach socks. Because Jason, they're beach shoes now. I we understand. don't wear socks to
5: the beach.
2: Saying. Why would you wear now, socks what, to
6: the beach,
3: idiot?
5: What I would like to... <laughs> You're right, this is a perfect design otherwise. What I would like to see is some sort of an outlet valve in the back, can we sure. do that? Can we modify sure. that so that all sure. the the detritus is fl- an airflow system where the sand and sea grime is just being emitted out of the back.
6: Right, you're sort of saying what if Air Monarchs and Tevas had a baby that they hated, what if, what if that?
5: I would just oh, like no. a big old blasting exhaust system. <laughs>
3: Just so spraying. No, I could, no, I spraying. So if shit. he had done this with like Reebok pumps, and could have work. rerouted the tubing, yeah, inside yeah. the shoe, yeah. to now blow beach yeah.
6: detritus out the back. Yeah. The most, the most dad thing about this isn't the act itself, nor is it the shoes. It's that this man did this, looked at it, and said, "Yep, we'll wear and we'll show." Because like work. you can, you can, you can have the idea and you can give it a shot, and you should look at this and say no. This is not to be put on anyone's feet, much less to be shown off to my family. But that's not what this dad did. He said, Look, I fucking did it.
5: <laughs> I this is, think this is the dad of the year. <laughs> and this is dad of the year. No, no, hand, no Thank you, hands Matt. down. You're the dad uh, also, of your... uh, I'm gonna put uh, the
6: year. Just... I'm going to put the, the sneakers got him over this. Yes.
5: <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang it on. also looks like the, the rest of the fit is set off with uh,
3: some sweatshorts. That's what I was going to – y'all, those legs yep. look young. Are we sure this is not the caller and not the caller's father? I think Dad's just in great shape from all that jogging Those legs beach. look ageless. Yeah.
6: Yeah. No, yeah. It's because he's shape. getting a lot of vitamin D and
5: and on and yeah. his feet. the, yep. the sandblasting oh. is, is wearing away all the, all the um, harms of age. Yeah, no, okay, so this is the summer based yeah. inverse
3: to warning that heat escapes from your head, so you have to wear a hat in the winter. You mm-hmm. have to absorb vitamins through the feet. Correct. In the summer. Like roots, like a tree. <laughs> mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. No, this all makes sense now. This looks like if Hobbits were from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I went down to the Hobbit Outlet store. Pretty sweet, I got to tell you.
1: And and Taylor Croft. Got a nice pair of shoes, Ed. You should go get a pair. If I take one more
5: more step in my Air Monarchs with open toes, I'll be the farthest from Michigan I've ever been. (laughs) He's at Lake Michigan. (laughs) He's still in Michigan, he's in Toledo.
6: The other thing is, I guarantee you, this dad was like, "Well, now I gotta buy another regular pair of Air Monarchs
3: because these are these oh, are the beach ones." Oh, look, look, Cheryl, something happened to my Monarchs. <laughs> Guess I gotta buy more. For some reason, the visible Air Monarch lettering on the tongues of to the shoes is the part of this that's <laughs> yep. the funniest. That's the killer. Because oh, it man. lends an era of en- an air of endorsement from Nike to what is happening below. It sounds like so literal. Yeah. All,
5: like, also it, like, this, this man has become the monarch of air.
3: <laughs> I can also, it. we've always
1: agreed that that with sandals, the stability was inherently in anchoring between the big toe and the next little toe. These things... Yeah, now he's got
3: ankle support. Yeah, no, if you
1: have ankle support for your entire foot to go shearing through the front like a bobsled out of a tunnel, that's what you have here.
5: Also note they are tied, tied nice and snug because... <laughs> It's important to be
1: ready for action.
5: It's important to be wearing normal
1: shoes.
6: This is the, this is the, least, su- this is the least successful gladiator you're seeing, right? Disagree. Disagree.
1: Disagree. You see a gladiator in the air monarch, you're just like, I'm only using one sword. Through <laughs> the net. Oh, Are you not ready to grill? <laughs> You've also taken away the one protection that you have with even soft shoes, which is protecting the toe.
3: Instead, you're like break them all, stop every last one of them. <sighs> um, I have another craft, uh, another craft one I would like to read for for crafty dads. Craft is uh, such a kind word, but please go ahead. This is this is from Alex. In 1992, the San Francisco Giants were going to be sold to Tampa Bay, and my father could not bear that. A season ticket holder since he turned 18, he was desperate for the team to stay. So much so that one weekend when my mother was out of town, he painted the entire back of their house neon orange with Save Our Giants painted over it in black. My father is very much not the handyman type, but also he did this to the house he and my mother were just a few months away from selling. (laughs) <laughs> when they did, it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they did, eventually sell the house, a condition of the sale was that he had to repaint the entire back of the house in its original color. My mom made sure he did this by himself. The giants stayed in San Francisco at the end, and here is where I disagree with Alex, who said, "I don't think this helped at all." Disagree.
5: <laughs> yep. Yeah. it's yep. How that, much? The emanations throughout the universe.
6: What do we think they lost on this sale? Ten grand? Fifteen grand?
3: oh, what year was Oh, this was
6: 1992. Yeah. So, so it wasn't, it's yeah. not that much, but it's probably like 10 grand, like probably somebody in today's was like, what's money? the list like price? 40. No, we're not paying that. Yeah. We're not paying you list for, for your fucking amateur mural house. Absolutely. Yeah, by the <laughs> way,
1: this was not a little deal. I remember because I lived in St. Pete at the time, which mm. is where they were going to relocate yes. um, in the stadium that eventually belonged to the Rays. This was a big deal. I read about this in the paper. Wow. And the reaction was pretty much like, yeah, what an idiot. Oh,
6: the, deal, the deal was done, but you can't move. Wait, you mean friend. the house painting was in the paper? No, the <laughs> house
1: painting. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, I read about this, this is
6: that guy. I
1: read about this dude's dad in the St. Pete Times, I'm pretty oh sure. Oh, my God. So
5: I love that this blew up before social media. That's the amazing mm, yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if somebody did this today, it'd be like, oh, I'll give that eight seconds of attention and then forget it ever happened. This was like, yeah. this is a commitment.
6: I think no, that backs up is... Holly's point that this did change the course of baseball yeah. history.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Tampa St. Pete folks were like, "Oh, we can't get involved here." <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: yeah,
5: we want no why, part why of this. Why are you hating?
3: Why are you hating, Alex?
1: Like, shouts out to everyone else coming out, coming out stupid of the story. Yeah. By the way, not only the homeowners, but also the St. Pete Tampa people who are like, "This guy's a moron. They're coming.
3: They're coming to the Bay, baby." Who wouldn't want to come to Tampa? Uh, Serber, can we play voicemail 832 from Splash Mountain? Close to Hi, Jason. Uh, yep, I would like here. to just
0: share a little dad faster with the Shutdown Fullcast group. This is about my own father. Uh, I was probably about 13 years old, and we went to Disneyland, and we actually took my best friend. Uh, I have three little brothers and a little sister as well. Uh, based on the fact that my family is large and we went to Disneyland, you are correct. I am Mormon. Um, <clears throat> anyway... So we were going on Splash Mountain one last time, uh, and it was a little bit chilly at night. And we got around the bend on that first part of Splash Mountain where you can see the people coming down the log flume, but you're way early in the ride. Uh, But we got stopped right there where the log flume is supposed to carry you up to the next little level before you start to go uh, up and around and then down finally into the ride. Not to spoil it for anyone that hasn't ridden on it. but the point being is we got stuck there because i don't know what they were doing getting someone off the ride on the ride something was stuck whatever and there were two little jets of water that would shoot over every time a log would go down the flume and it just so happened that this was on a timer it wasn't based logs specifically so even after they stopped all the logs about every 15 seconds two jets of water would shoot over the log flume and it would hit my two brothers directly in the head they were probably about eight and ten years old and it was funny the first three or four times, and then they started to cry until about the 40th time. And my dad was just kind of yelling out into space, <laughs> kind of saying like, hey, can we please move this log plume? And there was no response. And then he stood up out of the log, and he walked over and found the first security camera that he could find, and he started yelling into it. And finally we heard over the intercom speaker, sir, get back in the log. And he to. No one came out to get it. And he finally got back in the log. And for about five more minutes after that, my brothers kept getting squirted on the head with water. Finally, uh, the ride started moving. We went all the way through the ride. My brothers are absolutely drenched head to toe. Every time we go inside the ride in its air condition, they're like shivering and freezing. We get to the bottom, and my dad, who was on uh, uh, family leave from serving in Iraq at the time, begins to yell at uh, the, I guess, shift leader for the Splash Mountain ride in Disneyland and they yell at each other for about five minutes and I'm pretty sure the only reason he didn't receive a permanent ban from Disneyland is because he was actively serving at the time. That's my dad's (laughs) (laughs) answer. He
1: he thought he was giving us a military order.
3: (laughs) Fuck. I just thought that one was sweet. Also, a disaster not of the dad's
6: making. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I thought when he got out of the log film it was about to turn into a disaster of the dad's making, but
5: <laughs> yeah that, that one, yeah that one had uh, numerous potential outcomes, really, lots of alternate universes.:
3: like Splash Mountain, you think you're, you think you're going to get it and then and then you keep evading danger. yeah, I appreciated that.
5: So uh, we talked before the call about whether this should be a one or two part uh, a parter. I think we're. <laughs> I think this is. I think we're going to need multiple episodes to get mm-hmm. through all the yep. dad content. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, from John. <clears throat> when I was a teenager, I watched my dad on his birthday <laughs> urinate into the neighbor's bushes, <laughs> while repeatedly singing just the. Motor in! <laughs> <laughs> Part of Sister Christian and then fall face first into said okay,
2: Motor so,
3: in! Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I have an MP3 here of what this would sound like. Because once upon a time, uh, like 10 years ago on the internet... This was a thing on I, college
5: football Twitter. For <laughs> This
3: was a thing... And Bubba Prog made us an MP3 of exactly what it would sound like, and I'm just gonna play that real quick.
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> while,
6: while pissing on a neighbor's shrubbery.
2: <laughs> but it,
6: it's his birthday! It's his birthday. It's his birthday. All crime is legal. <laughs> I'd be so proud of my dad. I, <laughs> would, really I, so w- I would I would. play this song frequently just to fuck with my dad. Hey, you want to listen to a little music, Dad? dad- hey, you got to go to the bathroom?
2: <laughs> this song has been in my music Ooh. collection
3: because like, God bless internet legend Bubba Prog who made this for us like 10 years ago. I had this in my phone for a while and I would just at, at one point I looked up at Traffic and realized I had been listening to this file for like four minutes because he made like a five minute loop of it and I've been listening to four minutes of it just like gently nodding my head along without noticing that the rest of the song was not present.
5: Did you also find yourself absentmindedly peeing on a neighbor's bushes? No!
3: And I feel like I gotta go back and listen to the whole thing now. Clearly just I'm not getting into eventually, it, eventually
5: it'll take hold on you. <laughs> And, th- and I want to note that this story does not stipulate that after dad fell first into said Bush's dad stopped singing motoring. <laughs> Some say not. he's still singing
3: it to this day. His spirit still <laughs> wanders these hills. Motoring. Motoring.